Perik Shloisha Oser, Perik Yimul, Halacha Aleph, Hilchus, Psulim Magdash, and of course that is. Shalach Nashava Sein Shapais Nasakabonis, there are three thoughts a person could think that just thinking it alone would disqualify the carbon, even though the behaviors were all done correctly. Behlehem, these are them. Nachsheva Shine Hashem, person has a thought about having the wrong name, so to speak, which we'll see either means the wrong individual or the wrong type of carbon. We'll see that that actually passes the carbon. Machsheva Samakim, also a thought regarding the location. Machsheva Sazman, and a thought regarding time. So, regarding Machsheva Shine Hashem, we'll see if it makes the carbon puzzle or does it make the person not yet his obligation, or both, or neither. We'll see. Machsheva Shine Hashem, so what's an example of having the wrong name, the wrong the wrong branding? Ketzad. Not for the right reason. It's a carbon oila. He shechs it with the intention that it's a shlomim. Or he shechs his carbon oila for the sake of an oila and a shlomim. So he had the right intention, but he added a wrong intention. He had the, 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 the wrong intention first and afterwards corrected it, but he had the, the, the sake of it, not correct them, sorry, he had the, in the mind for both. Either of these cases where he changes the type of carbon it is, or he changes for which owner it's meant to atone for or, or, or apply to, that's a, a machshava of changing the shame, changing the name, changing the branding. What's a thought regarding location? He the carbon for the right reasons, but he has intention. He thinks when he shechs the carbon that he's going to throw the blood or offer a part that's supposed to go on the mezbeach outside the azara. So he is in his mind when shechting the carbon, he intends to. In his mind, he thinks he's going to do something in the wrong place. He, he may not end up doing that, but the fact is he had the wrong machshava about it. So he has in mind to eat a part of it, which he's supposed to be eating uh, in a certain location. He intends to eat it in the wrong location. Zuya, for example, outside the Azara, or outside the Harabayas, or outside Yushalayim, excuse me. Zuya machshava samakam, that's an intention regarding location. Any kabbanis that you have this this wrong intention, they are called zvachim kabbanis that have been shechted outside of their location. Now it doesn't mean that they were shechted outside of their location; they were shechted in Azura. But the machshava was to shech them, was to do an, an activity involving them after the shechita outside the proper location. Therefore, the term shechten chutzim kaimer again doesn't mean literally; it means figuratively. Machshava says, "Man kaitz." What's a machshava regarding an improper thought regarding time? Again, shachad says, "Zevach l'shmoi." He shechad the carbon for the right reasons. Amanas l'zurik domi ve'achash tishkachamay. His intention is by by the shechita to then do the zurik as adam too late after the sunset. She ain't his man sikrasi, which is not a proper time to do the zurik. Or the hakter menu dov lahori lahakter lemacher me'achshal meshachar. For example, he shechs the carbon with the intention of offering a part of the mizbeach. Too late the next day after sunrise, which again is is, is too late. Matayra, you can offer it on the mizbeach the day of the shechita plus the entire night. Once sunrise comes, you ha- it's not allowed to be offered on the mizbeach anymore. If it's already there, you must leave it there, but um, and finish burning it. But it has to be offered before sunrise and midarbon before midnight. But the point is, is that the machshava was to offer it after sunrise. So he had a mind when he shechted it to do part of the uh, part of the service, if you will, part of the. The part of the offering on the mizbeach 
later than he's allowed to. Shein is manak drasay, which after sunrise is not a time of offering the carbon. Or, for example, he shakes it with the intention of later eating a part of the carbon later than one's allowed to. That's a machshava of time. So, for example, if it has to be eaten that day and the, uh, the following night, he has in mind to eat it the following day. Or if it has to be eaten either that day or the next day before sunset, he has in mind to eat it the next day after sunset. Any sacrifices in which a person has this improper thought, they are called korbanos have been shechted outside the proper time. Again, they've been shechted in their proper time, but the intention was during the shechita to do something after the shechita outside the proper time. So figuratively speaking, it's chutz lezmanon is in the quotation, so to speak, just like we had before regarding chutz That's also called pigol. That's the word pigol in the Chumash refers to this idea. When you shech the carbon and you learn, you, you have in mind to do a part of the procedure later than the time which is allowed. The word pigol apparently is described by Tagav Unklus as rejected or according to Vesadja Goin as abhorrent, which is like another word for disgusting. Do we learn This is the Torah says. The Torah describes some who eats some of the meat of a carbon shlamim. And the Pasuk, you know, it says you have to eat a carbon shlom. If you shech it on Sunday, you, have, you can eat it Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday by day. But you may not eat it Monday after sunset. And if you eat it, if you eat it um, Tuesday morning after sunrise, then you are transgressing the prohibition of pigle. So, it doesn't mean, like I just said, that you have to, if you actually eat it after sunrise on Tuesday. It means that you shech it on Sunday with the intention that you're going to eat it on Tuesday after sunrise. So that would be what pigle is, even though you ate it from on Sunday, but because Vishas the Shrita happened, you had in mind the wrong machshav as to when you're going to eat it, it's pigle. So, the same thing applies to any carbon that you have intention when you shecht it, or for that matter, any other part of the carbon, uh, the procedure, as we'll see. That you're going to eat from that carbon any time later than you're allowed to, that that's considered pigle. Similarly, if you have intent to offer on the Mizbeach something which is supposed to be offered, as opposed to the bones or whatever, but but, but actual part which has to be offered, I'm sorry, as opposed to like the hair or the skin, after the time when you're allowed to offer it, that's also called pigle. Whether you're talking about the consumption by human or the mizbeach, if the intention is to do so after the requisite time, the carbon is pigle, and even though it's all right now, uh, the same day, the carbon is disqualified the moment you have that thought during the shrita or during any other, we'll see even during the zvika perhaps, or later, late, later, part, late, later procedures of the carbon. Gimel. However, a carbon that you did not have an improper thought. The zrika, the shrita, and the zrika was done properly. And just it waited around later than the time of eating. So, for example, the carbon shlamim, you shechted on Sunday during the day, you waited until Monday after sunset, or perhaps Tuesday morning. Or if it's uh, a carbon chatos, it it sat around, you shechted on Sunday, it sat around until Monday sunrise. That leftover is called noiser, remainder. The carbon already has been properly atoned for. So this person, the kahanim, or the people who are eating this part of the carbon, 
depending on what type it is, they have let it sit and they have to burn that part of the carbon. But the carbon itself was offered correctly. Unlike the previous halacha, where the shrito, the zrika, was done with improper thought, the carbon is not legitimate. Here, the carbon is legitimate. It just has parts that have become uh, become uh, expired after the expiration date. It says regarding the blood, I've given the blood for you on the altar for atonement. Once the blood reaches the Mizbeach in the proper fashion, the carbon, the owners receive atonement, and the carbon is valid. Pigal can only be done with something which has what's called matirin. It has something you have to do to it to permit it, and therefore that procedure lets it be you know, viable for the person or for the Mizbeach, Mishisbar. For example, the blood of a carbon. That permits the carbon to be then offered on the Mizbeach and eaten by people. This is all true. Whether you had these intentions, one of these three thoughts of the wrong shame, the wrong place, the wrong time, whether you had the intention during the slaughter, or you had one of these wrong intentions, receiving the blood, right? When you receive the blood, you had the, the wrong intention about when you're going to eat the carbon or offer the carbon. Or, or regarding, or, or at the time of approaching the mezbah with the blood. Or when you threw the blood in the mezbah. These four things, Shrita, Kabola, Halicha, and Zrika, these are the four crucial uh, procedures where if you have an improper thought during any one of them, you can make the carbon uh, invalid. By having a wrong thought regarding the zman, the time that is, the place, or the intent. So, so far, the example we said was shrita always, but it really applies to all four. It says the Lama does you find. There's four avoiders, four services, where a karma can become possible because of your improper thinking. The shrita by you shechted. Again, which could be even a non kayan The kabbalah receiving the blood, which of course must be a kayan bringing the blood to the Mizbeach, and sprinkling the blood on the Mizbeach, that's referring to an animal. Regarding a bird, two procedures, the Malika, the Malika, is squeezing the blood against the Mizbeach. In terms of the Kabbalah, or the Halicha, those don't apply to a bird, there's no Kabbalah, and there's no Halicha, you do it right next to the Mizbeach, you're standing next to the Mizbeach, you do the Malika next to the Mizbeach, and then you do the Mitzvah. Even though by the Chathas, you also sprinkle the blood before the Mitzvah, you sprinkle, then you squeeze it against the Mizbeach, but the Ramam doesn't hold that that is a relevant step over here in terms of Pigal. Bob. Amenachas on the Kmotzes, the Mkarim Minchas, which you do commit to them, as opposed to the Karim Minchas of the Koyim, which is no Kmitzah, you just throw them as their whole, but a Karim Minchas, you do do Kmitzah. For Arba, there are four steps. The Kmitzah, there's the Kmitzah. When you see this, when you put the Kmitzah into another sacred Kali, and then you bring the Kmitzah to the Mizbeach. Because you can say, hey, then you throw on the fire. Those four procedures. So throwing them is throwing the kmitza on the fire is equivalent to sprinkling the blood in the mizbeach. Zion. However, if you have an intent, anything other than these types of thoughts, even though it's not ideal, you're going for example, you're thinking when during the skinning process or in the or the process of cutting it up into pieces. Over the time, in the in the in the uh, process of carrying the the limbs to the mizbeach, when you mix the dough with the oil, 
when you bring the mincha to the misbeach, any of these steps, even if you're doing any of these things, when you skin the carbon, for example, you have in mind that you're going to eat it in the wrong time, that has no impact. Whether it was having the wrong intention for the type of carbon or person, or in terms of location, or regarding the proper timing. A person has a machshava even during one of the four avodas we described earlier of shchita, kabbalah, halicha, and zrika. Or even all of them, he has a machshava aside for these three thoughts of the wrong shame, the wrong zaman, the wrong makim. That thought has no impact. Okay, so for example, the person has a thought. During the Shrita, Kabbalah, the Halacha, and during the Zrika, to leave intentionally the blood or the limbs over, over to the wrong, to the to the to, the, to when it's gonna be too late to eat them, right? Not to eat them or to put them as bech, but to just let them sit until they expire. Or to bring them outside the Azara. Again, not to do any of the four Avedas outside the Azara, but to bring those the, the Dam or the Amurim outside the Azara. He has in mind to throw the blood in the wrong location, on the ramp, rather than on the base of the Mizbeach. He has intention to throw the blood which is supposed to be thrown on top of the Mizbeach below, or vice versa. He has in mind to throw blood which is supposed to be thrown on the to bring the blood of the carbon into the heichel. Now, if he actually did that again, the carbon would be problematic in all these cases. But he doesn't, he doesn't do it, he just thinks about doing it when he shechs the animal, for example. He has in mind that the carbon should be eaten by people who are disqualified. Or they should be offered by people who are disqualified. He has in mind to intentionally mix the blood with disqualified blood, or he has in mind to break one of the bones of the Pesach sacrifice, or to eat it in its non-cooked state, in its medium-rare state, or he has in mind, when he shechs the carbon chatas, which is meant to be burnt, outside the Azar, like a... Like a the chatos was just brought because Sanhedrin made a mistake. So when he shechs, he has in mind to burn it in the wrong place. In all these cases, despite his thinking, the carbon remains valid. Same thing would be if he has in mind when he does the kmitzer, or when he puts into the puts the kmitzer into a second klisharis. Or when he brings it to the mizbeach, or he throws it on the mizbeach. To relieve the kmitzer. Or to leave the Levaina overnight. bring it outside the Azara. In all these cases, the carbon is kosher because, again, he didn't have machshava to do any of the major, to do any of the uh, what's called pigle. He just had machshava to do something which is not allowed to be done. If it's done, it becomes a problem, but the fact that you're thinking about doing it does not make it a problem. Tess. Conversely, if you have in mind to leave the carbon when you shecht it, to, to, to uh, off, sprinkle the blood in the wrong place, it's pigle, even though you actually sprinkle it in the right place. The, the fact you have the machshava there is too late, and therefore the carbon is no good. Whereas in these cases, even though you have the machshava, it's not a problem as long as you don't carry out your thought. Tess. Kvar, I already explained. If you bring it to the Mizbech without walking, it doesn't count. Therefore, the machshava will have no impact. The person who walks when it's unnecessary, that is considered a lacha. The machshava does have an impact. Kate says, for example, 
A person receives the blood while standing in his place. He sticks out his hand for the purposes of and when he sticks out his hand for the purposes of, of being close, so he can eventually sprinkle it. He has a machshava about, for example, bringing bringing the limbs on the mizbeach in a way that it makes it pigul. Machshava doesn't have an impact because that's not called halacha. Halacha must be with the feet, not with the hands. If he receives the blood in the Azorah, but he does not go to the Mizbeach, he walks away from the Mizbeach towards the, towards the outside of Azorah. While he's walking outside, he has a Machshava regarding the improper time. It does disqualify it because even though he's walking away from the Mizbeach, that does have an impact as the Ram said in the Mizbeach, and therefore it is impactful negatively.